You're listening to episode 17 of the Real Estate CPA Podcast. Your source for all things real estate, accounting, and tax. Here we reveal our secrets that can save you thousands in taxes, streamline your accounting process, and help grow your business. Stay tuned to hear insightful interviews with industry experts, successful real estate investors, and current clients on what strategies they use to grow their business and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Brandon Hall and Thomas Castelli here today with special guest Joe Fairless. Joe is a full-time real estate investor who controls over $400 million worth of real estate with a portfolio of over 4,000 units. He is also host of the world's longest-running daily real estate podcast called Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever, and recently released the Best Ever Apartment Syndication book. You can find more information about Joe and his new book by checking out the link in the show notes below. Today, we're going to talk to Joe about his marketing system and how he handles accounting and taxes. But before we do, I want to remind you to check out our knowledge base by navigating to therealestatecpa.com as it will help you find answers to your tax questions. And while you're there, don't forget to check out our new white paper, A Real Estate Investor's Guide to Opportunity Funds. Joe, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Could you give us a little information on your background and how you got started in real estate? Yeah, how I got started, I bought a single family house, $76,000 south of Dallas in Duncanville, Texas, saved up uh, $20,000 to purchase that $76,000 house. Uh, it took me multiple years to save it up and uh, then bought three more homes and then saw that I wasn't making much money on the single family homes. I was making about 250 a month and then someone would move out. Uh, I would cost about $5,000 to get it moving ready, wipe out all the profits for that house and another house. Uh, so I decided I need to scale up and that's why I got into apartments. Awesome. So when you decided to get into apartments, was your first deal, like how'd you end up finding your first deal? How'd you end up getting into your first deal? Did you partner with somebody or did you go it alone? Partnered up. In fact, I've partnered up in every deal I've ever done in apartment investing. And that's one thing that is a challenge for a lot of investors who are looking to scale is getting into these larger deals. So what I do now is you know, I buy apartment buildings, 150 plus units in a nice area or in a blue collar area uh, in a large city that are stabilized apartment communities, but we can add value to them. And the challenge, though, when you're going from single family homes to larger properties is credibility with brokers, credibility with investors. If you're partnering with other private individuals to bring money to the deal so you can buy something larger, credibility with property management companies, with lenders to getting, you know, to get the loans, not to mention not having the liquidity and net worth. At least I didn't have the liquidity and net worth to get a loan on a property. So all the deals, including the first one, uh, I've partnered with various groups. And now I've got, you know, much more consistent partnership. Whereas at the beginning, uh, it was, you know, doing what we needed to do to make it happen. And this will be helpful for anyone who's looking to scale up, but has the, oh, shoot, I don't have the experience thought, which is valid. Uh, one way that I've partnered is I've partnered with the brokers on the deal. 
and uh, the brokers then put in their commission into the deal for an equity position or an ownership position in the entity that purchased the property. So basically, they made $317,500. $317,500, yeah, that's, that's the total they made in from commission on the deal. And then they invested the majority of that into our partnership that purchased the property. And as a result, they received ownership in the deal. And what that allowed me to do starting out was speak to my investors and say, yeah, you're right. I don't have the track record. However, the brokers who have decades of experience in multifamily believe in this deal so much that they're putting their commission into the deal to invest alongside with us. That's huge. It's a good talking point. Another thing I've done in the past, this wasn't on my first deal, but what I've done to partner up with people to help my lack of credibility and track record get the deal to the finish line is we've partnered up with a property management company at the beginning and they signed on the loans because they had a balance sheet. We did not. Uh, So they had the liquidity and net worth. And they also invested their own money in the deal and brought their investors in the deal. And now as a result of us bringing 70% of the investors and them bringing 40 or 30%, um, but they signed on the loan, they got 50-50 ownership in the general partnership with us. So even though you know we brought 70% of the equity and they brought 30%, we split the general partnership 50-50 because we were able to leverage a track record, leverage your balance sheet, And that helped us get the deal done. So when we start out, there's many different ways that we can be resourceful and make the deal happen. It's just a matter of being resourceful and determining how can I align interests with my investors in this deal uh, with people who have more experience than I do. And sometimes it means just giving up some equity in the deal, but other times, you can partner up with them in a more uh, in a stronger way by them investing their own money in the deal and then also bringing their own investors in the deal. Fascinating. So from what I'm hearing, you went from single family straight into multifamily and you kind of figured out this whole partnership thing out pretty quickly. Am, am I hearing that correctly? Yes. All those examples are not from the first time. It's been an evolution that I, I learned this stuff but I did partner up right out of the gate. Got it. Okay. So I know that you have a uh, really cool background in marketing and everything, and you're all big on systems. Talk to us about some of the systems that you've put in place with your investing and maybe just the most beneficial system that you have in place, whether it's big or small and how it's affected your investing. Um, A system for my company or for my personal investing? Uh, For the syndication, for the company. Yeah, I, I would say as real estate investors, we need three things to make the deal successful. One is having a deal, two is having the money, and three is executing properly. I mean, those are the main three things. And so I'll just talk about a system for one of those things. Um, let's do it. The mo- let's go with the money part. With money, Ashcroft Capital, the company I co-founded with my business partner Frank. We have a plan to keep our investors engaged on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually basis. And it's intentional. Some specific ways we do that. 
one, let's do daily. Daily, well, I got a daily podcast. So I have a, a podcast that comes out every single day <laughs> where I interview a successful real estate professional. And um, I don't peek behind the curtains. I don't actually do an interview every single day. I, I batch them. So I do like eight, nine interviews one day of the week, and then they, they're, we're good. And I'm about 30 days out right now. So I've always been really um, impressed, not to cut you off. I've always been super impressed that you've been able to keep that up for as long as you have. Because that, that, to me, even just putting out the small amount of content that we do, it can be pretty overwhelming at times. And I mean, it's work. It's not like it's, it's fun and games all the time. You, if you're not, <laughs> you, still gotta, you still got to go and grind it out. The eighth, the eighth and ninth interview on interview day is a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I had to like get up, jump on a tram. I got a little trampoline in my office. Get up, jump on a trampoline right before, and then rock and roll. So that's an example of daily. Now, if most people are not insane like me to do a daily podcast, in fact, I don't think anyone has does a daily podcast on real estate investing. At least not for as long as I've been doing it. I've over fifteen hundred episodes. So another more sane way of keeping investors engaged is simply having a blog be posted on your website every day. And if you're not original enough to come up with something every day, which I wouldn't be, I'd have to come up with something every day on my own. How about just looking at an article that you do find interesting, writing a couple sentences about it, and then reposting that on your blog? Exactly. Keeping it, it easy. It, you, yeah, keeping it easy. You could even spend time on a Saturday and find seven articles that are interesting and then just schedule those posts out for the week. And boom, you got something every single day. Yeah. Weekly, I send out an email or my team sends out an email every week to my entire database, which includes my investors. And it just recaps all the interviews I've done and whatever else we got going on. Monthly, I do something called the best ever report. And it's actually mailed out to all of my investors, my accredited investors on a monthly basis. They get something in the mail from me. And in the best ever report, the cover of it profiles an investor of mine. And when you open it up, Think of it like a um, like a little uh, a program, you know, it's a eight by ten or eleven and a half, nice nice cardstock. When you open it up, it's an interview that I did with an investor of mine, and you know, it, it it talks about their journey, lessons they've learned, what is their investing approach, given that they have a full time job as a surgeon or you know, founding a logistics company, whatever it is, and it's. My, my investors find that really interesting because one, all my investors are accredited investors. So they've had some form of success in business. So it's good to learn from those individuals. Uh, and then two, it's just good to know who else is investing with us and to hear their story. And, and I, I connect investors with each other all the time um, after they read that. So that's an example of monthly. And by the way, I, I was inspired to do that by... Uh, or from an interview with someone who I interviewed on my podcast. On a quarterly basis, I do trips to different cities with my wife, Colleen, and we meet with investors. I just went to Los Angeles, San Francisco a couple months ago, um, been to Chicago this year, Philadelphia, New York City, um, you know, the major cities where my investors are. Miami's another one, Dallas, Fort Worth. And then 
on an annual basis, I've got a conference, the best ever conference. And, you know, they're, they're free to attend that, you know, meet in person and all hang out. So I'm very intentional about it. And that is because I, I read a book called Ninja Selling. And the book is, the author is Larry Kendall. And in the book, I mean, the audience for that book is real estate agents. I'm not a, I'm not a real estate agent, but I read the, I, I heard the book from a couple of people or heard of the book and they said it was a good book. So I read it and he talks about real estate agents sending out direct mail. And what happens is the reason why a direct mail piece will be effective as a real estate agent is because that direct mail piece is reaching the home seller or buyer at a moment in time when they want to buy or sell. And so it's very topical. And if I were a real estate agent and I did not send out direct mail, but I just thoroughly impressed my, say, my clients who are buying a home, they wanted to buy a home, I thoroughly impressed them with finding the right place for them. They found it, they bought it. But that was three years ago. But I, I was so impressive, I just nailed it with them. Well, if some other person three years later, when my clients are looking to move again, send a direct mail, it's possible that I'm going to lose that business because this direct mail piece is reaching this person at that particular time. And they've long since forgotten about me three years ago because it's just been three years, even though I thoroughly impressed them. So it's staying top of mind in a relevant way on a consistent basis. So I'm very intentional about that. We have many things that are in place. I've, I've given examples for each daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually that we do to stay top of mind in a relevant way that adds value. Yeah, Joe, that's, that's an awesome marketing system that you use. And it's just pretty amazing on, on how much you do and on the marketing end and everything. But like, you know, since you have 400 million in real estate and over 4,000 units, how do you end up handling the accounting side of things? We hire accountants. <laughs> I love that. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we have an accounting firm. At what point? I mean, we, at what point did you say, "Man, I need an accountant"? Was that like immediate, or was there some sort of scale involved? Um, it certainly was an immediate. Whenever we bought a property, I mean, you have to have an accounting firm, uh, and I mean, separately with like my podcast and stuff like that, it took a couple years because. I didn't recognize the importance of having my personal financials with, you know, all of my investments plus podcast revenue. I, I, I have advertising sponsors in my podcast. That's how revenue comes in from that. From, you know, I have a consulting program, all that stuff, my limited partner investments and in all of our deals that needed to be just, you know, consolidated. Uh, so I have a an accountant and also a well he and his, the team also does bookkeeping and so I receive my I see receive a spreadsheet from them every month by the 14th of the month and it outlines the previous month's income expenses and then the year to date. Very good, love it. So you, what I'm hearing is you would not recommend a syndicate to do their own accounting. They should get that outsourced or that's insourced. Dumb. That's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> if someone's syndicating deals and doing their own accounting, they need to stop syndicating deals because <laughs> they're missing an important chip in their head 
uh, and that is risk mitigation because we're all about, we should all be all about mitigating risk and conserving capital. And if someone is doing a syndication and is not hiring an accountant, then they are not mitigating risk and focus on capital preservation. Exactly. And, you know, on top of that, we tell our clients too. think about what your investors want. Do your investors want you to do all the accounting or do they want an actual CPA to do all the accounting? Um, and that it, generally, it shouldn't even, you shouldn't even have to go to that point. <laughs> you shouldn't even have to <laughs> say, be surprised. Like, it should just be common sense. And it's, that's beyond me. That's insanity. If <laughs> someone is raising money, putting together deals and they're attempting to do their own accounting, the penny pinch, I mean that, or, or just, for every, no matter why. I mean, that, that's just dumb. It's so dumb. All right, Joe, 10 seconds or less. Favorite piece of business tech and why? Business tech? I don't know. Contactually app on my phone. That's pretty helpful. And why? it's helpful because it tells me who has invested in my deals and what level for each deal so that, well, that's it. That, that was more than 10 seconds. That's really cool. That's why. <laughs> what was that app called again for our listeners? Contactually. Contactually. Awesome. All right, Joe, I know you have a book that you're releasing um, in a few days. It's called The Best Ever Apartment Syndication Book. Uh, can you just tell our listeners why they should go check that book out? Well, if you're wanting to do apartment syndication or wanting to take apartment syndication to the next level or raise private money, then this is the book. It's about 450 pages of just hands-on how-to content but you can read it in 24 hours. I reviewed it for the 12th time last yesterday and from 3 a.m. to 10 p.m. So I, I, and I not only read it, but I made comments before we, we published this. Um, so that's the reason why. And you can uh, email us at info at joefairless.com, the receipt of the purchase, and you'll get a bunch of free goodies as a result of purchasing it within the first week of launch. So info at joefarrells.com, email the receipt and you'll get a bunch of free goodies. Awesome. Awesome, Joe. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing your marketing knowledge and how you account for your syndications. Glad to hear you don't do it yourself. And uh, is there any final words you want to leave our listeners before, before we wrap up today? Hire an accountant. Don't ever try and do your own taxes if you have a syndication. That's insane. <laughs> Never heard of that before. Like I said, you'd be surprised. Where can people contact you, Joe? Where can people find you? You just search my name, Joe Fairless. You know, if you want the podcast, search in your podcast app. If you want a book, search in Amazon. If you want to hang out at a conference, then besteverconference.com in Denver in February. Perfect. Thanks so much for your time. Sweet. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes and with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.